1: everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cheaper Than Therapy. So today we're talking to Jane and Jane wrote in with a topic I think Danae is going to be able to really riff on. Uh, She (laughs) is a single mother and wants to be able to build her confidence in not only being an entrepreneur, but also, you know, growing in her vulnerability and the desire and the ability to have a healthy romantic relationship as well. And I know Danae has been doing a lot of work around this, so (laughs) interesting topic for all three of us, but why don't you just kind of take us a little bit deeper, Jane, you know, like when, I guess, did this kind of come up for you? What are you struggling with in the moment around this? All the things.
0: So I've been a single mom for about 12 years, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And with that, it's completely 100% me. So I don't have a lot of time to myself. I don't have family to help support so I don't go dating and that kind of a thing. And um, the romantic relationships have just never been a priority. Mm-hmm. I start to be interested and I see red flags or I see something that reminds me of my ex and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, back up, I don't I'm not gonna even breach this right now. And with work, I've done a lot of work in nonprofits and I got my master's degree four years ago. So I've been working, um, contracting with two private practices, but I would really like to get out on my own and have the confidence to market, to believe in myself, Mm -hmm. to balance everything. Um, So just in the past year, since COVID hit, I've really been thinking about it, but there's a lot of roadblocks that come up.
1: Tell us some of the roadblocks. So, so when you start to, um, you know, step in i mean you said the roadblocks with the relationship so i'm kind of got that in the back of my mind this like initial like uh, i don't know about that or oh that reminds me of this so i'm gonna pause i'm gonna back up what about career like what are some of those roadblocks that come up for you for that
0: confidence and marketing number one marketing
1: scares me i don't Mm want to do anything with
0: that um time management as a single mom Mm -hmm. with getting the kids to practices and still pursuing more education possibly looking at a phd Um, but I think the biggest thing is the marketing and the belief in myself that I have the ability to do it and I can provide something that is not in my area, like where I live, Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. different.
2: Okay. And how old are your kiddos, Jane? 14 and 12. Okay. So they're at good ages for you to start, you know, really dropping into this exploration of like, what do I want for my next steps for me? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so tell me what feels like in terms of work, just like what, you know, Phoebe and I would call flow states for you. What are you doing when, um, this is the thing that I do that feels like easy and I feel really comfortable and in my power. And, um, I love doing this so much. I could do it forever, whether someone was paying me or not.
0: I like to connect. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay. Um,
0: I like to listen to people. I like to hear their struggles, where they're coming from, what their dreams are, and supporting them to get where they want to go. Like I'm a really good cheerleader. Love mm. it. Okay.
2: And so I'm hearing that there might be a little bit of a pull towards some more school, some um, like furthering education. Like, would you want to do something like be a therapist or like something in this realm? So I am a therapist. Oh, okay. but miss That's that you went to your master's for. Okay. Oh, okay. And
0: I'm actually taking my next level exam soon to get that next level license. And I have considered my PhD, okay. but I need to move from my area that I live in in order to pursue that. Otherwise I have to do it online and mm-hmm. that's not
2: the route that I really want to go right now. Okay. okay. What is the pull um, towards the PhD? Why do you feel like you need more education? That's a great question. I guess
0: I've always wanted... I've always wanted to be a doctor. I've always wanted to say, Mm. I accomplished this. I got further than anybody else in my family. Mm. I have a little competitive side, like my older brother and I, I was like, I'm gonna get my master's first, even though he's older. And I did by like six years, I got it. And kind of waved my flag in his face. Um, And that's kind of a drive for me is that success because that's not what I came from. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other part is financial stability. That comes with it when i think about raising my kids and the opportunities i can present them i think a phd might be a little bit more opportunity providing for me as well as i would like to teach someday rather than just work in clinic
2: mm-hmm. okay yeah i mean this is not Me in any way, shape or form negating um, what is beautiful about furthering our education and um, what I hear sometimes when we talk about like continuing to pursue some additional letters behind our name um, is some of our our fears a little bit of like, you know, some of our like historic, like, these are the reasons that in in childhood things came up that made me feel like I'm not enough that like, I, as soon as I get that next thing, then that'll be enough for me to have some success. As soon as I like do that next accomplishment, then I'll feel like enough. And, you know, um, I find that we often get it and we still don't feel quite like I'm there, right? Like mm-hmm. it's always, I need something else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Totally hit the nail on the head. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and also, you know, that.
1: what Danae is saying is so accurate and, and as somebody who can really relate to exactly what you're feeling and going through cause I'm always on this toggle and PhD and do I do it now? And what about this? And I want to say this as gently as possible. Sometimes also that constant pursuant of the education can be a way to hide from the work that you need mm. to do to actually get your career going. Yes.
2: Which is often, I am enough right now to be of service, right? Like when you talked about what you love, what makes you feel alive, Jane, there was nothing in terms of like um, how other people experience me, or like there was like zero ego. Like, you know, one of my favorite mantras to come back to is something from um, Dr. Wayne Dyer, which is the mantra of the lower self says, I need more. The mantra of the higher self says, How do I serve? right? Mm -hmm. And so if I approach this from like, how am I best able with my particular gifts that are mine and no one else's, how do I show up and serve right now? I feel that that is when we start to drop into our flow states, that we start to come into the space of authentic power, which means everything that I need starts to come to fruition synchronistically I don't have to figure it out I don't have to make it happen because there's a lot in the logical space right um I would like you to drop down a little bit into the feeling space right like that that space of how things feel in my body um what makes me feel grounded and purpose and um alive yeah absolutely
1: and by the way everything That's we're the talking feelings about are the hard. translates into the dating stuff too <laughs> Away. I mean, I was thinking of the visa. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. This, this constant pursuit, this constant feeling of like, when I do this, I'll be enough. Or when I'm here, then I'll have time. Like once I do this, then I'll have time to focus on dating. Or once I, you know, it's a similar story that we tell or ourselves. Or even
2: the logical of, you know what, this person reminds me of my ex or right now I've got some kids, so that doesn't make sense. And these kids are at this stage. So, you know, like all of the head stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, again, how do I drop back into my longing? into my body, um, what my body feels hungry for, what my, um, soul would like in terms of connection. Like, how do I, how do I allow for a little bit of that space to be felt? You know, (laughs) I know I feel you so hard right now, sister. (laughs) Can I just tell you, and listen, I am a single mama too. I actually, I've, um, I've changed it because you are a single mama. I am a single woman with a child because you know the, the real deal single mamas are the ones doing it by themselves. And I'm not gonna take away from like what that is, right? Like that is absolutely, um, that is real. Like I don't wanna minimize mm-hmm, the struggle mm-hmm. of that when we're talking about like, oh, you're just in your logical space. No, some of those are real things when I'm doing this solo. I have help that you know makes it accessible for me to do right. some of these things. So I wanna acknowledge that privilege, yeah? And, um, I also, I remember two years ago when my marriage ended, be like, I'm just going to be a nun, Vanessa. Like, I don't need any men in my life. I'm good. It's not worth it. I'm not interested. And she was like, okay, rolling her eyes. at me. I'm like, I give it T minus. <laughs> And so I really understand like being in the space of like, this is what makes sense. I don't need the drama. I need to focus on like what I want to do with this life and accomplish
1: for my kids.
2: Right. And for my children. Absolutely. And sister, what I'm going to tell you, (laughs) you also have a part of yourself that you are not, um, not tuned into, that is real, I promise you. There's a part of you that is dormant, that is your, you know, your feminine essence, your longing, your desire to connect. All of those things are very real and that's life force too, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, we can't selectively numb as my girl Brene Brown says, like when I shut off one part of myself, I'm really not accessing like Vanessa was saying, all of the magic that comes alive synchronistically for all of these other parts of our life, right? So, if I'm shut off to the part of me that feels connection and aliveness and life force and intuition in my love life, I'm cutting that off in my career. Space in my as career,
1: well. what's coming up?
2: You're thinking and you're hearing, but I
0: want to hear what's coming up. Right now, I'm actually in the process of opening myself up to dating. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been talking to a gentleman for about three months. Nice. And it's long distance. Mm -hmm. so it's had to be a very vulnerable open communication because Mm -hmm. we don't have the physical to look at each other and to look at body language um and that vulnerability is hard but when I do shut off that intuition and I think more logically I find myself very anxious Mm -hmm. and very angry Mm -hmm. okay so that's what's coming up yeah
1: okay let's take a big breath oh I feel that Yeah. There's a lot, I think a lot of work there for you, right? Like, Mm. I think, you know, this being in this field, like, you know, oh shit, I can name the fact that there's anger in that, you know, and that has nothing to do with him, right? No, it doesn't. Yeah. That has everything to do with (laughs) me. And that's, that's some of this stuff that I'm shielding against, right? And, and probably why I've been kind of shielding against for the last however many years, you know, I mean, sure. There's the logistical reasons and, There's the emotional reasons. Right. And it, it feels when you're talking, I mean, even in just a short moment of knowing you, I feel you on this like precipice, like Mm. it feels like something's building. I can tell just by your energy that you're like ready for like the next, whatever that looks like. It's fucking scary. And it's bringing up a lot of shit. Right. And hello, hello, shit. Welcome. Like I'm in this place now. Like my kids are at an age, like it is time for me to stand on this precipice and welcome with open arms, these like potentially ugly, scary feelings, like anger and shame and not good enough and all of the shit that's now like, here we are.
2: Yeah. Because, you know, and I lead a group, um, on singlehood in the tat lab and, you know, what I'm often saying is that, it is so easy to talk about so many of these things in theory, or it is really often so easy to be like, you know, if I were in a relationship again, or this is what I understand that I didn't know then about my past relationships. And then we get back in the pool (laughs) Mm. and all of the stuff, all of the stuff, all the shadow stuff about ourselves um, comes to the surface, all the insecurities, all the fears, all the I'm not enough, all of it um, is right there, like smack dab in our face, and a lot of reasons you know in a lot of ways that is why we have sort of like stayed away from it a little bit i think you know Mm -hmm. a lot of times our kids can be a really convenient place to sort (laughs) of hang out and hide from this big scary monster called you know intimacy and 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 so first of all just like holding ourselves with so much compassion because it is it's terrifying Mm -hmm. um and i think some of the richest soil for really digging into some of this shadow work and um, leveling up our healing. And I think Vanessa's right. Like you feel very much to me, like someone who's ready to get in there and do this. I feel like I am.
1: Yeah.
0: -hmm. I feel like I have been, but now I actually have more time Mm -hmm. to make it happen Mm
2: -hmm.
0: or making it more of a priority, I suppose.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I've put up a lot of boundaries
1: lately to prioritize. Yeah. And there's emotion in that, right. Even as you say it,
2: mm.
1: you're choosing you and you haven't chose you. I mean, yes, you did do your masters, by the way, while having two children that you're raising on your own. So like, yeah, bra fucking bow. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like you, you're, you're choosing you and that's also scary. And it comes with its whole other set of feelings, right?
2: Yeah. You know, as you were saying that Vanessa, I just just dropped into like this feeling of like the path of the warrior, you know? And I think that so often as women, when we've had to be strong, we can be so in this energy of our masculine and conquering and I got this and I don't need anyone because I haven't had anyone, so I'm good that asking ourselves to soften into these vulnerable spaces can be so much scarier than life or death. You know, oh my gosh. It feels like I will be annihilated. Mm-hmm. That's real. I just mm-hmm. want to name that. Cause I feel it too, sister. Like, absolutely. It's not an easy ask That's asking you to drop into, you know? And I, I will say though, whew, I'm getting emotional. As I say this, I didn't even realize like how unbelievably hungry I was to feel some of that um that I hadn't felt for so long like I don't even know if I'd ever felt it but like how much I was hungry to feel some of that energy of like surrender and my ability to receive and feel seen and connected there's such deep healing in it you know if we're if we're willing to stay
1: well and here's the thing too the and, I, and I, I was
0: sorry go ahead oh well, i felt it the other night i was sitting outside just looking at the stars Hmm. and I just screamed, like, I just want to feel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That, that masculine armor is like, is thick. And again, we can't not feel some things without not feeling.
1: others. Yeah. And, you know, just because we are talking, like, it's all the things, it's the career, it's the romantic. It's the, like, what do I do with my life? I mean, there's so much momentum. There's so much energy to all of these things. They all work hand in hand.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. I
1: mean, this is the selective numbing idea. It's like, I know for me, I was in a place where I was like, I'm in my career mind right now. Like I ended a relationship and I was like, okay, i in my master's. I'm going to do this. I'm going to build this. And look, I met somebody And it was hard. It was not a cakewalk. And I remember being like, I don't have fucking time for this nonsense. Like I'm over here trying to build my empire. And like, here's this guy that's got me all thrown off and like, he's Mm -hmm. bringing up all this shit. And like, I don't want to do, you know, but here's the thing that energetic activation translated so much into the energetic activation that I actually needed to push me and drive me in my career. And that energetic activation actually is what I needed to also push me and drive me in my relationship, right? Like it's life force. It's, Mm -hmm. we don't separate it, you know? And so it's like, if you're learning and you're thriving, you're growing in this one area, that energy is going to translate over into another part of your life. And so, yeah, I mean, all that to say, like, we, we can't separate them and it sounds like you don't want to, and that's amazing. And it's, it's, it just, it feels like a lot all at once, but I, I do feel like there's purpose behind it being a lot all at once.
0: really does feel that way. When I think about the gentleman I'm talking to and making changes for myself, I actually think about moving mm-hmm. and starting in a new city. And that would require me to leave family who I also care for
1: mm-hmm.
0: and help take care of. Um, but I think Another loop into this is I have mixed children and I live in a very conservative area where their racism is very real, mm. um, which has created issues within my children sure. that we've worked through. But there's yes, just so much that I want this new beginning, but I feel so overwhelmed that I don't know if I
2: can do it all. You know, <laughs> I think this is, again, how do I surrender? And trust that I am held, you know, um, when I feel like I don't know how I'm going to do all of this, I know that it's time for me to, um, (laughs) to let go (laughs) of attempting to do it all right I need to give it to something else and I think that there is, I mean, there is so much power in our ability to say like, I don't know how this is going to play out, but I am open to everything and attached to nothing. And I think synchronistically, all of this is happening for me at the same time for a reason, because there is another level of my life, um, a new phase that I'm being initiated into. And so how do I just sort of, instead of, because I think a lot of times when we're trying to figure it out, Jane, Mm -hmm we're doing this thing of like swimming against the current, right? Like we're making life so much harder. It's like, I just do to hold on to this branch and I'm going to split it. It's literally like, just let go. Mm-hmm. Just let the current carry you and know you will land where you are meant to. Can I drop into like what feels true and beautiful and alive and um, like me, you know, all of those things. Like, can I let that be my North star and trust
1: that everything will fall into place? If I just sort of follow my bliss a little bit, you know, I'm, I meant on that. And I don't think that, you know, I think so many of us women, especially are taught that that's like the selfish thing to do, right. Is like follow what makes you feel alive. Hmm. And here's the thing, the people that we love in our lives will benefit more from us following what makes us feel alive than us fighting the current because we think it's what we're supposed to do. Absolutely. Nobody benefits from that. Nobody. Because what are your kids learning, right? It's like, I mean, we know that like a therapist, especially like, what are your kids learning when they see mom self-sacrificing and like giving up her hopes and dreams, you know, we've heard the stories as therapists right now, this is about you following that bliss. It's about you and it's breadcrumbs, right? It is about letting go, but the letting go is active. The active in the letting go is right now in this moment, what makes me feel alive? Mm -hmm. Okay. Do that not tomorrow, not what does it look like in six months, not let me structure this out and this PhD. And then, you know, here's the loan structure and this is what, No, right now. I know, trust me right now <laughs> in this moment, what makes me feel alive? Okay. Pivot. It's just a pivot. It's not even a jump off a cliff. It's just a pivot. Okay. Now I'm doing this thing. All right. Now what makes me feel alive? Oh, that. Okay. Pivot. And what I find
2: happens is it builds momentum. And then I just like start to feel more in alignment with what feels good and what feels true. And I just know, and it's Mm -hmm. like instinctually, I start to really tap into... I don't know, trusting myself in a way that I might not have five mm-hmm. years ago. Like the more I do it, the bigger the trust in me gets. So I do. I think it starts with the breadcrumbs fees talking about it. And then it's like, no, I'm ready, I'm ready for the whole cake. And it's as, as, to as me she's anyway. saying
1: that, I'm thinking to myself, again, talking about syn- synchronicities, right? Like, okay. And the marketing shit, you know what? You start getting momentum. You start doing your thing. The marketing stuff isn't going to feel as big as it needs to be, right? Like I'm sitting here thinking I'm actually contemplating starting a group this maybe this month or next month, specifically for clinicians all around these conversations like let's get mm-hmm. together, let's talk about this. What are you struggling with in marketing? What are you struggling with when you're you know building your practice? like how can we help each other? Let me give you some of my background. you know, I was in marketing for 10 years. Let me help in this way. And I'm sit- sitting here thinking to myself, isn't it funny? Mm-hmm. that here you are today and we're talking about this and I'm also thinking about let's create this community and like boom, Let's come together in community. And like, that could potentially be a support system for you, but that's how this shit works. You said, you know what? I want to do this 30 minute coaching call. I'm struggling with all this shit. And this could potentially be a breadcrumb. Always how it works. Mm-hmm. Always.
0: <laughs> Love you too. Yeah. I started listening to you last summer when I was sanding and staining a deck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's good time to listen. I came
0: across your podcast.
1: Truly, you two are wonderful. Really, really grateful that you came with us because I think a lot of people are going to resonate with it. I do. Yeah. We love you back, sister. Stay tuned. I'm going to email you when I have some details sorted. Okay. Meantime, keep us posted. Let us know how things are going, what breadcrumbs are coming to fruition, all the things. Yeah. Um, but I, <laughs> I want to know why you guys can't video chat. Like, can you and this man see each other? <laughs> you know, we have FaceTime. And we do. FaceTime. do. We video chat, oh.
0: and then my children walk in and they're like, give me oh. my mom back. Oh, uh, yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Well, fair enough. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Okay. That age, man. I'm dating with that age. I don't envy my mom. That makes sense no. when I was that okay. age because I was not pleasant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Well. Okay. We're going to stay connected. Right, you take care of love. Thank you. Mm. I just want to hug her.
2: I loved her.
1: Yeah. On the precipice. I think there's just, there's so much that people can relate to in this, even if they're not in the specifics of it, which is like mm. so many of, if not all of us have in some way or another been in that point in our life where we are like overlooking that hill that we've got to jump from and the only way we can do it is to trust that something will be there to catch us and for a lot of people they never actually jump you know Mm. yeah
2: you know i think it's it's always so interesting to me the things that we think this is about right like the decision to get my phd or like you know like and and it's always about like what are the ways that i need to like step into trust and letting go of control and allowing the flow of life to unfold, you know, we can all get so in our logic and trying to figure out and trying to keep ourselves safe, really. Um, But at some point, to your point, like, we've got to take a leap. We've got to just trust that I'm going to be okay if I follow these longings that are somewhere within me, you know?
1: Right. I mean, it becomes that point in your life where you start to ask, like, who am I doing this for? Mm you know? And I mean, I get it kids. Who am I doing this for? Well, I'm doing this to keep my kids alive. Like there's that very real component to it, but like, who am I doing this for? Who am I living this life for? Who am I trying to prove this to? You know? And I feel like for many people, we get to this point where it's like, okay, I'm done living for other people. I'm done Mm -hmm. answering to other people. I'm done trying to live up to some imaginary expectation that somebody else has. And that's painful it's painful to be in that place of questioning because while we think it's liberating, that liberation only comes after the really painful work of letting go of those expectations and and owning our own shit and realizing it's nobody else's and all that stuff. Yeah,
2: I love that she touched on the anger because I think Mm -hmm. that's what we don't talk about is like when I'm suppressing my truth for years, Mm -hmm. there is like this low level resentment that we feel about life. right? Like when I have these, these things that I've sort of allowed to be pushed down and have been like beneath the surface and dormant for so long, I don't not feel that. Like it feels like resentment. It feels like uh, I'm just not like, you know, really loving this life that I'm living.
1: And that just, I mean, it excites me for her. Like it's, Mm. uh, this is like the nerdy therapist in me, right? Saying that like, oh, you tapped into anger. That's awesome. (laughs) Congratulations. That's so exciting, right? And for so many of us, it's like, oh, I don't want to feel that. And it's like, why? That means you're alive. And now you have a whole other avenue of work to do and something Mm. super juicy to like roll around it and dig Mm. into and like understand and learn about yourself. And I think if we just saw those kind of emotions more that way, we would just be more willing to take that jump, take that leap.
2: All welcome. All the emotions. Love it.
1: Thanks for joining us for this episode of cheaper than therapy.
2: If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: And if you want to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at Vanessa S Bennett and at Danae Logan Selkin.